I told you I was going to record two tonight. So this just has to be said. Randy, put your penis away. You're at fucking work. What's up, everybody? It is your boy, D-Roy, and this is the Doghouse Fantasy Football Podcast. Find me on Twitter. Well, fuck that one up. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at RoyDog underscore 13 and over on Facebook, Dennis M. Roy over there. How is everybody doing? This is session two of the Wednesday night recording sessions. We are dipping into the AFC South. This shouldn't take too long because we're only really going to delve into three teams versus four because the Houston Texans are involved here. Uh, But since I'm contractually obligated to talk about them, we will go over them first. So without further ado, folks, this is your 2021 Houston Texans. At quarterback is not Deshaun Watson. Doubt he is going to see the field at all this year as he's going through his, uh, uh, <laughs> as he's going through his trials and tribulations of touching women at uh, massage parlors. Apparently, uh, so Tyrod Taylor is probably going to end up being your quarterback for the season. Do I have any interest in Tyrod Taylor? Probably not outside of a best ball scenario, uh, two quarterback league, you know, as the third quarterback, that's about it. Um, they did let, they let one of these two guys go. I haven't updated the depth charts yet this week, but they let Ryan Finley or Jeff Driscoll go. I think it was Ryan Finley who they traded for with Cincinnati. Uh, so that was about fucking worthless. That kind of tells you how this team, what this team is, uh, and how they're going to be this year. But, um, uh, Paul quit fucking texting me. Um, running backs, you're looking at a miss, uh, just a fucking clusterfuck here of David Johnson, Mark Ingram, and Philip Lindsay. Uh, Lindsay, maybe I have some interest. Uh, this is going to be best ball only. And it's only going to be if you get him super fucking late, like somewhere around the 10th round. I'm not touching this backfield uh, anywhere in redraft, any, you know, dyna- especially dynasty leagues. You're not touching any of them, but. Um, any type of keeper league? No, I'm not dealing with it. I'm just not fucking dealing with it. Wide receivers, you're looking at Brandon Cooks. Some interest. Uh, some interest since uh, Houston Texans' defense is really fucking terrible. Uh, so they're going to be definitely throwing again this year. Brandon Cooks, I have some interest. have no interest in Dante Moncrief, who is currently listed as the starter opposite him with Randall Cobb in the slot. Uh, Nico Collins did talk about for dynasty drafts. I have some interest there. Um, outside of that, he's just really a guy to kind of keep an eye on for waiver wires later this year. Uh, just seeing if he actually does something, starts breaking out. 
we'll get ahead of that. We'll try and get on top of that one. At tight end, it's another clusterfuck again with Jordan Aikens, Farrell Brown. They did bring in the rookie Brevin Jordan from tight uh, from uh, Miami in the fifth round. Uh, not really high on Brevin Jordan like other folks are. Um, I do think he is very overrated as a pass catcher. So what you're going to see here is basically what we've been seeing the last couple of years where you're not going to really be able to tell who's going to be the main tight end if the main tight end at all. Um, Not even in DFS am I even going to bother fucking touching this um, at bare minimum pricings for these guys. So uh, let's take a look here. We'll look at Tyrod Taylor, see where you have to kind of get him. Uh, for those best ball drafts there. He is QB 35, so he's right above Teddy Bridgewater, who we talked about on the last podcast, uh, 274 overall. Um, There has been some talk about the rookie Davis Mills, but like I had said before, uh, Davis Mills is really only a quarterback that would fit in your uh, 80-style pro offense. He is nothing. He is garbage. Don't believe anybody saying that he is any good. Uh, he is going to flame out and flame out fucking hard. He, he couldn't have went to a worse team uh, if trying to, you know, take a project quarterback and make him into something. He should never have been taken at the beginning of the third round um, at all out of Stanford. He's god-awful, just fucking god-awful. Um, so we need to find out where our running backs are going here. I wish I had them in some kind of an order here, but I suppose I need to be checking all the way down towards the bottom. Ah, here's David Johnson, running back 35, pick 95. Mm, Maybe, maybe some interest, um, but I'm probably just not going to get fully involved in this whatsoever. Philip Lindsay actually comes in as the next... Uh, Houston running back at running back number 52, pick 141. So at the very, very end of your draft. Uh, if you have deeper leagues, maybe I would take a look at um, uh, Philip Lindsay, but that'd be about it. Just because he's the youngest back, he's got the less tread wear. Um, other than that, I am not touching anything else here. Mark Ingram comes in at RB77. Nobody thinks that he's going to do much of anything. So we are going to pass on them. Now we need to look at the wide receivers. Need to scroll all down, scroll down. Ah, here he is. Enhance Brandon Cooks. Wide receiver 40. So he's a wide receiver 4. Uh, pick 97. Eh. Eh. Eh, okay, okay. Tenth round or later uh, is pretty much what I would look at. I doubt anybody's going to really jump on any of these Houston guys whatsoever. Um, so you're going to be able to get them fairly late in your draft. So, like I said, double-digit rounds, I'm okay with it. Uh, outside of that, nothing much else. Nico Collins looks to be the next guy at wide receiver 91. So that kind of tells you what everybody thinks of them. Um there, the rookie be picked 280. So, uh, definitely best ball. I have some interest there just in case he breaks out, but uh, nothing else 
really matters. Let's see. Do we have any other guys here? Randall Cobb comes in at wide receiver 123, 387. Uh, no interest whatsoever. Tight ends, I think we can go ahead and skip here. But I will tell you um, where Jordan Akins is going. <clears throat> Let's see here. Jordan Akins, Jordan Akins, Jordan Akins. Yeah, tight end 48. Good God. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. There's just nothing really. Um, anything that we're going to do here, although I'll tell you what, you get any team that's attacking Houston, that's definitely, you know, something to circle on the week. So, um, actually, let's take a look at their defense here, too. They're going to be able to be ran upon like nobody else. So, uh, anybody with a strong running game, we're definitely going to light up in cash games for DFS. Uh, definitely, definitely, definitely. Man, I didn't even have some of these guys set in stone here. All right, there we go. Uh, moving on to Indianapolis, we have Carson Wentz at quarterback. Really do like Carson Wentz this year. Uh, getting back together with uh, head coach Frank Reich, who was his uh, offensive coordinator in Philadelphia. That's when he was really taking off uh, before he got injured that year that they won the Super Bowl. So uh, Carson Wentz, I definitely have some interest in. The offensive line is Still really good, even though they have Sam Tevy at left tackle filling in for Anthony Costanzo, who retired. Um, really thought that they were going to try and take a look at one of these um, tackles that uh, the Bears had let go, but they didn't do it. I thought that would have been a really good fit in for there, uh, but they just did not pull the trigger. So. Hopefully Sam Tevy can uh, do that. Otherwise, if Eric Fisher can come back from his Achilles injury, uh, which is the reason why Kansas City let him go, uh, that would really work out great for them in there. Uh, all signs from or Eric Fisher has said that he's doing really well. Um, not quite. I don't believe he's quite working out yet. But if they can get him back, at, you know the quarter quarter point of the season even at halfway point of the season it's going to be really great for them if they want to have a shot at getting into the playoffs again so we'll keep an eye on that uh running back of course is going to be jonathan taylor do not worry about marlon mack he is simply a backup uh he'll get a couple carries here and there to spell jonathan taylor but nothing uh major there uh naheem hines we will have some interest in uh it's basically going to be taylor and hines show here uh, Hines, of course, being the change of pace back for the Indianapolis Colts. Wide receivers still don't really care much for T.Y. Hilton there. Michael Pittman Jr. has some interest in. Um, Paris Campbell, in the right spot of your draft, I would have probably the most interest in, just probably because he's going to come in last as far as interest uh, for your fantasy drafts there. So um, in order, it'd probably be Paris Campbell, Michael Pittman, and then T.Y. Hilton. Uh, T.Y. Will- Hilton is going for 10,000 yards receiving, I do believe, this year. And that's kind of why they wanted him back. But uh, tight end, Jack Doyle, Mo Alley-Cox, Colin Granson. 
Uh, Granson's going to take about a year to really get acclimated to the NFL. We know tight ends are slow off the mark in general. Uh, Grayson is a guy that can split out wide um, or split out into the slot. He's a move tight end. So if something happens to happen to Paris Campbell, I can see them sliding Granson out uh, to fill that spot. Um, But he will have to deal with wide receiver Zach Paschal, and we know that can be a pain in the ass. So quarterbacks, let's take a look at Carson Wentz here. He comes in at QB 17. So he's not there yet as a QB1. So right now, still getting a hell of a deal on him. In best ball drafts, he's 127 overall. That is moving up from QB21. Running back, you're looking at one Jonathan Taylor. He's coming in as the RB6, uh, pick six overall. Uh, That is consistent for three weeks. So that's probably where he's going to settle in. Uh, maybe switch to seven. Doubt he sees five. Um, Naheem Hines, we need to find Naheem Hines, comes in at RB40 and pick 111. So he's in the ninth round there. Um, pretty much perfect spot. I probably am not handcuffing in here. Um,. I think it's pretty much, well, it depends. You get him into double-digit rounds, I can see Naheem Hines, but you're only using as a handcuff. Every single week would be more Jonathan Taylor. You'd be looking at, to me, we'd be looking at a 70-30 split versus you know, some of these backfields that'll go 60-40 with two running backs. Um, but Naheem Hines will see his share of the field. Uh, pass catching back, he's really adept at that. But uh, Jonathan Taylor isn't really a guy to sit on um, as far as uh, pass receiving. We, if you've watched Jonathan Taylor through college, you know that he's a really he is really good in um, pass catching situations, the receiving game uh, when they allow him to do it, and that's kind of the problem. So. A uh, team like this that's going to have a lot of carries and touches for their running backs, I have a lot of interest. So, Wide receivers. Let's see where our wide receivers are going. First one off the board is actually Michael Pittman. Uh, wide receiver 44, pick 104 overall. Not bad. Not bad at all. Not terrible. I would take a shot there. Um, T.Y. Hilton comes in at wide receiver 55. Uh, 136 overall at this point. I don't think he's anything more than a DFS um, guy to target uh, just for any type of upside that he might have left in the right situation. Now, see, here's the thing. Paris Campbell, wide receiver 65, pick 171. So very end of your draft, uh, right before you pick your defense if you, or if you do a, cook, uh, do a kicker as well, for God's sakes. You know, you do kicker and defense with your last two picks. Uh, Paris Campbell would definitely fit the mold of a guy that you can take a shot at uh, before you make those choices. Looking at the tight ends just out of curiosity, uh, Mo Cox is actually the first guy here at tight end 34. Jack Doyle comes in at tight end 38. Eight. And let's see, is Kylan Granson even getting drafted? Nope. 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 
Defense, I do have some interest in. Uh, it's a really good defense. They are coming in at defense number six. Uh, so they are going to be a higher-end defense uh, for your fantasy drafts. Uh, and, uh, yeah, did like the moves that they had here. Uh, drafting Dale <laughs> Adeigbo um, and Quiddy Pay, the, both the defensive ends, I expect them to... Uh, definitely both start, to be honest with you. Uh, I think uh, Deo can actually take out Taekwon Lewis at the at the strong side defensive end position, so um, or the weak side, I should say. And then Quiddy Pay would be on the on the strong side. But uh, having them in there, that's going to free up those linebackers. So it's going to be a tough team to run on. They can get a secure, a really good pass rush that'll make. Uh, the corners and Rocky Asin, Xavier Rhodes, Kenny Moore, that'll make them all that much more better. Um, so it's going to be a good defense. It's going to be a good, solid defense. We will uh, check the depth, uh, check the strength of schedule on them too, uh, just to see what they have. Because, I mean, outside of the Tennessee Titans, they're really not going to have to really worry about, say, Jacksonville and uh, Houston in this division. Moving on to the Jacksonville, uh, Jacksonville, Jacksonville Jaguars offense. We start at quarterback and rookie Trevor Lawrence. Um, not really on him for year one, although dynasty drafts, you're going to have to draft him rather high. Uh, first round, of course. Um, but for this year, for redraft league, I'm not totally in on him. Uh Targets are okay, not great. I think there will be some little bumps in the road with Urban Meyer coming uh, from the college levels. And with offensive coordinator uh, Daryl Bevel there, uh, we know that Bevel is really heavy into the run game, as is Urban Meyer. So uh, James Robinson, we will have some interest in. uh, Rookie Travis Etienne, we will have interest in. Carlos Hyde, not so much. Uh, ETN is getting a lot really talked up that just because they worked him out of the slot and out wide, uh, utilizing his pass receiving ability, his pass catching skills. Um, a lot of people have been really kind of overblowing that. That's something that they do do with the rookies just to kind of get an eye on that. And they do do it with their running backs. Uh, most of the running backs in the OTAs. So, um, as far as this offense is concerned, I mean, you're looking at James Robinson probably being the 60, the 60% for right now is my feeling. And then ETN being the 40%, they're not going to keep ETN on the side, on the sidelines very often. Okay. So, um, uh, they're going to want to utilize his upside, his speed, uh, pass catching ability, of course, and his eyes, eyes for the holes that open up so uh etn is very high on my dynasty rankings i believe if i remember correctly he was third because at some point he will take over this offense he does have the right he is a good size running back i'm not worried about anything with travis etn uh also remember that this coaching staff has nothing nothing invested in james robinson and Frankly, Jacksonville has nothing invested in him, just like Philip Lindsay in Denver. Um, he was an undrafted rookie free agent. 
Wide receivers, you're looking at Marvin Jones, DJ Chark, Chark will be the number one. Marvin Jones is two. LaVisca Chenault is kind of the odd man out um, here because of the addition of uh, a guy like Travis Etienne. And uh, you actually have a capable, more capable wide receiver this year in Marvin Jones, who came over from Detroit. So uh, LaVisca Chenault really took a hit. I'm not going to be focusing on him in anything but best ball uh redraft leagues we're going to stay away uh tight ends not going to mess around here uh james O'Shaughnessy, you know jokingly he's one of my guys i really like james O'Shaughnessy just because it's james fucking O'Shaughnessy. uh chris manhurts came over from uh uh uh, uh, uh carolina um, but he's been nothing more than just a blocker there. So uh, Shaughnessy will be the tight end, but, I mean, not a real capable tight end. And uh, don't ask me about Tim Tebow. Go fuck, go fuck yourself. So let's see where one Trevor Lawrence is going. He's actually going fairly high uh, as a QB2 at QB15. Uh, pick 109, right in front of Kirk Cousins and Carson Wentz. So uh, not liking that. Uh, Daniel Jones and Baker Mayfield are actually behind him as well. So not li- liking that. I'll let somebody go ahead and take Trevor Lawrence, uh, and then they can go die on that hill. So uh, not saying that I don't like the kid. I'm just saying you're not drafting him that high. If anything, if you're taking a shot on him, even in a 2QB league or a super flex, you're hoping that he's going to go super late, not not, uh, not pick 109. You're looking about another 20 to 30 picks below because you want to get him in the 10th round or later if you have to take him. But uh, might not you might not have the ability to actually do it uh, in the 2QB super flex. So uh, James Robinson at running back comes in at RB23. Um, so he's still, uh, late, uh, back end RB two pick 49. So right at the beginning of the fifth round there, don't hate it. I do not hate it. That is a pretty damn good pick. Although Travis Etienne's going right in front of him. RB 20 pick 38. Ooh, might be a little bit too rich for my blood. Uh, beginning of the fourth round, especially since Javante Williams, uh, his fellow rookie is going at pick 55. I'd probably take a shot on Javante Williams before I take a ch- uh, chance on ETN. Um, just because I have a better feeling of Javante Williams in that offense versus this one. Uh, just Daryl Bevel basically getting it right. That's a problem. So um, don't hate it. I just think it's it's kind of still kind of disrespectful of James Robinson going at the front of the fifth round. I'd probably, honestly, I'd let somebody take the shot at ETN. I'd take James Robinson as my RB3, RB4, somewhere in there, you know, even if he dropped farther as the RB4. But, um, man, James Robinson right in front of Kareem Hunt. Mm, mm, mm. Travis ETN's actually going right in front of David Montgomery, too. Um, and as much as I hate the Bears, I would probably still take David. I might take David Montgomery before Travis Etienne, especially if I needed uh, that second running back 
at that point in time, I would definitely go David Montgomery before ETN. Wide receivers. Let's see where we are. Where is DJ Chark? There he is. He's coming in at wide receiver 32, so as a wide receiver 3. Pick 75, so he's dropped farther. He had a down year last year. Um, still like the kid. He's super talented. I believe this is his contract year, too. So uh, he's going to be playing for a contract. That's something to kind of think about as well. Um LaVisca Chenault is actually going next at wide receiver 41, pick 100. Uh, do not like that. That is going to be in a void. But Marvin Jones, man, wide receiver 52, pick 129, so 11th round. 11th round for Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones still has a year or two left. So I would take a shot on Marvin Jones uh, late in that draft. James O'Shaughnessy, do you just want to know where he's going? Yeah, guess what? He's not. Um, the only Jacksonville tight end that's getting drafted is Tim Tebow at tight end 47. <laughs> oh, my God. Fucking ridiculous. Um, defense actually looks pretty decent. Um, it's probably still another year away before it actually makes some kind of an impact. Uh, but I don't know how much I'm going to attack this defense, although I could see attacking um, corner Tyson Campbell out of Georgia right away um, in DFS. But it's not its not horrible. It's not Houston horrible. It's not great. But, again, it's not Houston horrible. So um, we're going to have to be really careful. Uh, when we're looking at the Jacksonville defense, if that's a defense that we really want to attack week in and week out, because I think that could be, this could be, um, God, just the pitfall spot. What do I want to say? Just a trap. This would be the trap matchup. So I think we need to be really careful uh, going into this year, but we'll have to see how training camp goes, see how this team is gelling. Um, we also need to remember that defenses are going to probably be a lot better out of the gate than they were last year. So, especially getting all that coaching and stuff like that. So, uh, Tennessee Titans, we are looking at quarterback. You're looking at Ryan Tannehill here, falling in the ADPs, falling in every in fa- uh, in everybody's favor. Um, he's kind of getting. Uh, thrown under the bus, but uh, very talented. If they need to play, if they need to play catch up, he certainly can do it. He's shown it. He's shown it with his feet and everything. It was everything that we expected out of Ryan Tannehill uh, when he was in Miami. But Adam Gase really fucked that one up. Uh, running back, I think there's no denying Derrick Henry as uh, one of the RB1s this year again. Uh, but who's going to be backing him up and? With either Jeremy McNichols or Darrington Evans, we don't know. Uh, Ben Hearing, they had an interview, Guru in the Morning had an interview with one of the uh, Tennessee Titans beat reporters, and he did say that Darrington Evans looked pretty good. Uh, They do have a plan for Darrington Evans, so last year, you know, they didn't have the offseason workouts and stuff with the rookies. And that's what really uh, killed Evans. So they're expecting big things 
uh, for him in a backup role, uh, but might not be a bad handcuff this season. Uh, wide receivers, you're going to have A.J. Brown as your ex, of course. Uh, a lot of people love A.J. Brown. I love A.J. Brown. Uh, but we're going to have to take a look at ADP because I believe it's a little bit higher than what I want to pay there. Uh, Josh Reynolds on the other side will slip in the slot from time to time. Uh, he, of course, came over from the L.A. Rams. I'm not a huge Josh Reynolds supporter. Um, but in this offense right now, he could be a good wide receiver too. Uh, for your team, maybe a wide receiver four, wide receiver five type guy. In the slot, I currently have Cameron Batson from last year. Penciled in as the starter, but we do need to keep an eye on rookie Des Fitzpatrick, the wide receiver out of Louisville. A lot of people are expecting him to take that uh, slot role uh, this season. He can play both inside and out. Uh, he's a pretty decent wide receiver if you watch him if you watch him on tape. So definitely take a look at that kid because he is pretty pretty decent. Uh, tight ends for the Titans. Who knows? I mean, you got Anthony Ferkser back, uh, Jeff Swain back, um, and then you had Jaron Pinkney, who was uh, undrafted free agent tight end out of Vanderbilt. Um, and then behind him, Tommy Hudson, blech, and then uh, Briley Moore and Miller Forrestal, who were both undrafted free agents. So it's either going to be Ferkser or Swaim, in my opinion. Um, Swaim had come over from the uh, Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Jeff Swaim was a pain in the ass, as well as Anthony Ferkser. Uh, late in the season, they were taking snaps away from Johnny Smith. So uh, going to stay away from the tight end position there uh, in DFS. Maybe, maybe, but I'll probably pass on it, to be completely honest. ADP, we're looking at Ryan Tannehill, quarterback. He's QB 14, pick 105. If you're telling me that he's going to go back at 105, I uh, would definitely take a shot on Ryan Tannehill as even my first quarterback, to be completely honest, if you're fully punting the position, just taking a guy that's safe, I think to, I think uh, uh, Ryan Tannehill is a good way to go. Although we do have a new offensive coordinator in there because uh, offensive coordinator Arthur Smith left for the head coaching job in Atlanta. Um, but I still have interest. I still have interest. They should end up running fairly the same scheme. Uh, as the last couple of seasons. So Derek Henry is coming in as your RB4, uh, fourth overall. Uh, that is up from RB5 the previous week and pick five overall. Do we have a backup getting drafted? Let's take a look here. Darrington Evans, there he is. RB73 picked 261. So... Uh, not getting taken in most drafts uh, outside of a best ball league. Wide receivers. Okay, so where is A.J. Brown going? Well, right now they have him as wide receiver five, pick 20. So A.J. Brown has moved up from the back end of three, um, round four in there. Now he is at the back end of round two. That is a bit high. 
I do love his talent, but listen here. Um, to be completely honest with you, he is... Man, he is right ahead of DK Metcalf, Calvin Ridley, Justin Jefferson, Keenan Allen, and Michael Thomas. And I'm going to tell you this right now. I would probably take all of them outside of maybe Justin Jefferson... I would put them all in front of A.J. Brown. I'm just going to throw it out there. I even like Terry McLaurin in there, and he's wide receiver 11, pick 32. So I think it's a bit high uh, to pay for him. Certainly, if you like him, great. Uh, We know how most of the home league drafts go. It's RB, 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 and then you get to a wide receiver uh, in the second round. So he could drop back into the third round uh, for most home leagues, and I'm fine with that. Uh, you tell me third round for A.J. Brown, I am okay. What else? Where is Josh Reynolds? Where is this Josh Reynolds? <laughs> oh, God, Josh Reynolds. You know I want to talk about him. Oh, that dirty cocksucker. Oh, where the hell is he? Do, do, do. It's slipping down the draft charts. Oh, my God. He, where the fuck is he? I found Des Fitzpatrick. He's wide receiver 127. <laughs> oh, that's not right. Where the fuck is he? There he is. Okay, I got Josh Reynolds. Okay, so he is wide receiver 76, uh, pick 204, so late draft type guy. Um, he's going around the likes of rookie Amon St. Brown, uh, Brashard Perriman, Emmanuel Sanders, Alan Lazard, right in there. So right in your back end of your fantasy drafts. Uh, let's see, tight end, just out of curiosity, let's see where Mr. Anthony Ferkser is going. He is going as a tight end, 24. Uh, so as a tight end, two, 180. So if you do tend to draft two tight ends, you like to have a backup, uh, you can pay attention to Anthony Ferkser, but I'm going to tell you this right now. You probably do not have to draft him at all um, for your league. I wonder if Jeff Swaim's getting drafted here. I would suppose he is. Oh, he's not. Ooh. All right, so everybody's pretty convinced that's Anthony Ferkser or nothing. Don't hate it. Now, take a look at the defense. They really didn't upgrade themselves all that much outside. I mean, they got Bud Dupree, but uh, you have to see whether or not he is going to be back right away with the knee injury or if it's going to take a few weeks in the season. Uh, Could get thrown on the pup list. Um, you got the rookie Caleb Farley in there across from Janoris Jank, uh, free agent Janoris Jenkins, who came over from New Orleans. Um, but really, they didn't improve this defense whatsoever. So they could get screwed from time to time and have to do a shootout, and that would mean that uh, we would definitely take a look at one Ryan Fitzpatrick there. So. Let's go back through guys that we are going to pay attention to in the uh, AFC South. Uh, Tyrod Taylor only in two quarterback leagues, super late, uh, super draft, 
if you need a third. Uh, Philip Lindsay, we have more interest in than, say, David Johnson and Mark Ingram. Uh, as far as running back, but in a, as a whole, I would st- you can completely stay away from this backfield, and you'd be perfectly fine with it. Um, Brandon Cooks, some interest, uh, double digit rounds. Outside of that, not touching anybody outside of maybe Nico Collins in dy- uh, not only dynasty drafts but um, best balls super late. See if the rookie catches on. Uh, Indianapolis Colts, we are looking at Carson Wentz. He's a hell of a value, right? especially right now. Uh, still expect that to grow. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, of course, at running back. Naheem Hines, we will um, be happy with if we can get him in the 10th round or later. Uh, as far as wide receivers go, again, for me, based on ADP, it would be Pierce Campbell, Michael Pittman Jr., and then T.Y. Hilton. So... Uh, just kind of remember that, but we'll pay attention. OTAs, who knows? Paris Campbell could get hurt again, and then it just makes it null and void. Um, Jacksonville Jaguars offense, we're off Trevor Lawrence. He's going too high. Uh, we like both James Robinson and ETN, but if we had to make a choice, we would take the guy who goes later. That would be James Robinson. Should get It should be a 60-40 split. Could be a 50-50, but that late. Um, I'll take James Robinson over ETN, even though I love ETN's upside in this offense. Wide receivers, yes, I'm in on G.J. Chark again. Yes, I do like Marvin Jones because of his ADP. LaVisca Chenault, we are absolutely passing on. Uh, same can be said for tight end James O'Shaughnessy and or Chris Manhurts. God, I just like saying Manhurts. Oh, my God, Manhurts. Um, Ryan Tannehill, I am perfectly happy with late in a draft. Uh, if nobody's going to go after him, fuck it. I'll make him my quarterback there. Derrick Henry, of course, we are fine with. Um, keep an eye out on Darrington Evans. See if we get any more good reports. See if uh, train, if he's doing well in training camp. We are good there. Uh, A.J. Brown, off on. Unless he drops into the third round, then I think it's fine. But as far as second round, there's still a lot of wide receivers I would much rather have than A.J. Brown, um, who tends to be a little boom and bust at time. You'll get your stats, but a little bit too more, much boom or bust compared to the guys around him. Josh Reynolds, eh, leave him. Uh, Des Fitzpatrick, don't need to get him outside of a best ball. Perfect there. Uh, and then as far as the tight ends are concerned, probably passing on Ferks or definitely passing on Jeff Swain. So that completes the doubleheader for Wednesday night as I'm recording. Uh, we're going to get another doubleheader tomorrow, and then that'll be it. Uh, we'll finish off the AFC with the AFC East and the AFC North, um, and we'll do them. We'll kind of try and keep them moving along a little bit just like this. Uh, for the NFC ones, we'll have new ADP data uh, next week. Um, probably recording on Monday, uh, at least getting one out there. If not on Sunday, it all depends on what's going on. So you'll have a new one either out late Sunday night or late Monday. I would probably say late Monday is going to be that time. But until tomorrow, folks, you guys take it easy. Enjoy the rest of your week.